Hi, I'm Holly. And I am Danielle. And this is the Spooky Hour, a Spooktober special. <laughs> That's adorable. I like that. A Spooktober special. <laughs> it is a Spooktober special. For those of you who may have forgotten in the last seven days, we are doing some sort of like countdown thing Spooky for thing. Spooktober. I am counting down my top five favorite crew time. Crew time. Wow. <laughs> Space Dookie. <laughs> I am counting down my top five favorite true crime stories. Danielle I am, is. I'm just doing Halloween spooky themed stuffs. So. I like stuffs. it. It's my favorite kind of countdown. Yeah. It's the spooky Halloween stuffs. And I kind of like hint every episode into another episode, so it all adds up, yeah. and it's it's kind of cool. I know I know where we're going today, and I like how she did it. That's all I'm saying. That's yeah. the only hint you're getting. That's all. And beyond that, we do have more stuff coming for you later this month. Make sure you keep your eyes glued to our social media. We're not done yet. This isn't all we're doing. No. Trust me. And I'm it's so only excited. October second. Well, at, when you're listening to it, it's the fifth. But currently, right now, it is October. <laughs> so, oh my God, tomorrow's October third. You know what day it was? It's October third. <laughs> That's literally why I picked. So I think we said last week we're going pumpkin picking tomorrow, and Danielle's like, "What weekend do you want to do your birthday?" And when I saw that October third was a weekend, I was like, "It's October third. <laughs> <laughs> That's exact. And also, you guys, it's almost Holly's birthday. Yeah, her birthday's on the seventh. <laughs> I knew you were going to tell everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Duh. Yeah, I'm going to be um 22 years old. Uh, <laughs> yep. Exactly. Fresh out of college. Um, <laughs> she I didn't wishes. even leave college till I was 24, I think. Fuck, I can't even, I can't have even that remember. Lie. I don't even remember. Because I, yeah, I my four-year course took me six. I'm not talking about that. <laughs> we are moved past that, so that's all. Yeah, way beyond that. Um, but yeah, it's my birthday. It's her birthday, birthday month, so. Yeah, so what did I call it the other day? Halloween. 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 Thing. I like that. And then. Uh, Danielle's birthday is December 21st. I'm going to repeat it all throughout fucking December for this reason now. <laughs> and we call it Yelmus. Yeah, we do. Because <laughs> her name is Yelly. I don't know. We're really lame. It's yeah. fun. But we get a whole month dedicated to our birthdays. So if you have an October yeah. birthday, you also get a whole month dedicated to you. Congrats to you. Yeah. And it's it's kind of cool that both of our birthdays are sort of around things that we love. So like my birthday, I always try to make it Halloween themed. Yep. Uh, last year, we went to like a pumpkin experience thing. Uh, and Danielle always does like ugly sweater parties for Christmas or uh, she tries to say that it's a Christmas party, but then everyone just calls it her birthday party anyway. It just always ends up happening. But yeah, with that, it's time to get spooky for Spooktober. Yeah. I'm so excited. Um, I am too. And we also like we, as Holly said earlier, we have so much shit going on this month and we so also- much. Like I wish we could tell you right this second, but you guys like- we're so pumped right now. Like, we're yeah, so we excited. Have, we have really, really, really good news to share. We just don't know when we're sharing it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's very exciting for us. Keep your ears and eyes and all those fun things peeled. Just pop them out of your head and stick them on your phone and yeah. Extra spooky. So. Yeah, that's what I was going for. <laughs> yeah. Um, so in our last episode, I did talk about witchcraft starting in Europe and how it spread into the United States. So obviously I'm going to be talking about the Salem witch trials today. Obviously. Um, If anyone did not catch that hint, sucks to suck. (laughs) Holly knew I heard her say it. Yeah. I heard her say it in last week's episode and I don't know if you heard it during editing, but I definitely went, Ooh, 
Ooh. <laughs> I was like, I know what's coming. It's like a light bulb just like went off in your head and you're like, yeah. Exactly. I know this. It's, it's flickering dimly, but it's there. <laughs> um, so by the time the witch hunt started to like dwindle down in Europe in the 1600s, it like really vamped up in the United States, especially in Salem, Massachusetts. That's right. I said it right. <laughs> And that's the there you I'm go, saying Kevin. It. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Can't make fun of me. <laughs> I mean, you can because it's easy, but whatever. Um, so <laughs> in January 1692, Elizabeth Paris, who was nine years old, and Abigail Williams, who was 11, um, they were having like really weird outbursts and fits. They were screaming, throwing things around the room and moving into like weird positions and like contorting their body, looking like they were having an episode. Um, Ooh. Yeah. Um, they start. They sort of were acting like kind of like they were possessed. Uh, Elizabeth was the daughter of Reverend Samuel Paris, and Abigail was the Reverend's niece. So, but the, the Reverend's niece did live with him. Um, he was the Salem Village's first ordained minister. Um, apparently, he had he was like disliked by some people in the village because he was like greedy as fuck and just like an evilish person. Like he just had an evil vibe and just that kind of guy evil vibe evil vibe um he was minister for like two years before these trials and he was just like very set in his ways on how he wanted um things to happen uh like for him and his family and people in the village like they just weren't too happy about it i guess um he had come from barbados and basically when he got to salem um, he said he would be the minister if they provided him, like, land, wood for fire, like, etc. They basically, like, had to, like, bring him in and, like, give him all this shit or he would Shouldn't say you no. Know, if you're, like, a man of God, be right? like, yes, I would love to spread the word. Yeah. <laughs> and no. So he was disliked by some. So I just wanted to note that. Um, disliked by me. Yeah, me too. Definitely me. Um, so the local doctor, William Griggs, I think his last name's Griggs. We're going with it. Um was was asked to go to the reverend's house to chat with the two girls and figure out what the fuck was wrong with them um so i'm very subtle like i'm really you can tell him your dad's gonna be so disappointed in you i know (laughs) sorry dad um so i just wanted to note that the village um or the town only had one doctor and this doctor couldn't read or write oh my god yeah so (laughs) (laughs) it's just ridiculous (laughs) But I mean, I bet he doctored kind of well, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know exactly what's happening with the human body, but you can't read or write. You're so right. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> uh, so the doctor diagnosed these children with bewitchment. Oh. Yeah. So another few girls in the village had also become, um, or so also began having like the same sort of outbursts. Um, these girls were Anne Putnam Jr., Mercy Lewis, Elizabeth Hubbard, Mary Wolcott, and Mary Warren. Um, Elizabeth and Abigail were brought before Jonathan Corwin and John Hathorne. Uh, so these dudes were judges. Um, these men basically pressured these like girls into telling them the names of whoever was bewitching them. Um, these girls stated three names. Sarah Good, Sarah Osborne, and Tituba. Uh, so she was the Reverend Paris's slave. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, I, like, researched this dude in, for, like, two seconds, and I just want to go back to the 1600s so we can, like, square up. And, <laughs> like, knock his little Jesus ass down to hell. Like, I got you. Just time travel just to beat his ass. <laughs> just literally. <laughs> 
that's my Aww. my that's i'm putting it on my bucket list time travel to beat up this guy <laughs> i don't condone like violence end world but... hunger or you could beat this guy's ass. i'm gonna do both <laughs> i'm <about> both <laughs> dream big girl <laughs> So these women were brought before the judges and interrogated for days. All these women were be are being accused of witches. Wow. All these women were being <laughs> accused of being witches. In the courtroom, Elizabeth Paris and Abigail Williams were present and so were a few of the other girls. And continue doing like their displays of like screaming and flailing and like the so called bewitchment. Like they would like these, like Sa- like the Sarahs that were being blamed for this, they would be like looking around, and these girls would like mock their movements, like they were being bewitched, and like they were just being really fucking assholes. They're <laughs> um, both Sarah, both Sarah, Sarah Good and Sarah Osborne denied the ac- accusations. They said, "I'm not a witch." Um, Tituba, <laughs> however, confessed to the crimes laid against her. Oh, yeah. So she's reported saying, and I quote, "The devil came to me and bid me serve him." Uh, she also said she saw visions and hallucinations of weird colored animals, including like red cats, yellow birds. Okay, that's not a weird color for a bird, but whatever. <laughs> and like a black dog. Maybe she was thinking like big bird. Maybe. You know what I mean? Like like it didn't look like a real bird. I don't know. That'd be a ter- I pictured big bird. Terrifying hallucination to have like big bird there. <laughs> Just big bird. <laughs> oh, God. Um, so she also said she signed her name in a book as requested by the devil. And there were other witches in the village doing the same thing. So she said there was more. Um, this confession, um, along with her stating that there was more witches, sparked hysteria throughout the community. Many, many other people, men included, were accused of witchcraft and jailed and like were awaiting trial. Martha Corey and Rebecca Nurse were both accused of witchcraft as well. And this is a little interesting because they were both known to be like decent community members and both members of the church. So it's kind of like anyone could be named at this point. So the Sarah Good and Sarah Osborne, they were, one of them was like poor. She was like a panhandler, like begging for money all the time. And the other one was just like like very promiscuous around town. And that kind of thing. But they also tried to accuse Sarah Good's daughter of witchcraft. She was four years old. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah. Like, a little ridiculous. Um, The trial started on May 27th. Governor William Phipps um, ordered the court called, uh, and I quote, a special court of Oyer and Terminer for Suffolk, (laughs) Essex, and Middlesex countries. um, Or counties, not countries. Nope, that was wrong. But I'm just going to say like that. Um, this consisted of seven judges and was presided over by William Stoughton, who was the lieutenant governor. So there's a lot of men involved in this. <laughs> Surprise! <Yeah. laughs> um, so the first case that took place was for Bridget Bishop. So Bridget was known around the town because she gossiped a lot and she was, again, a little promiscuous. Um, when she was asked about the charges that were brought against her, she said, and I quote, I'm as innocent as an unborn child. Um, oh, it's pretty innocent. <laughs> yeah. Bridget Bishop was found guilty of witchcraft on June 2nd, 1692. She was hanged on Gallows Hill on June 10th. She was the first person executed during these trials, but she was not the last. All these trials that took place, the accused were all made to defend themselves, so they were not given any aid of, like, counsel or anything like that. So, just so we're all aware, they weren't really given anything fair right from the beginning. It's an unfair trial, like, right out the gates. Yep. Um, on June 5th, a gentleman by the name of Cotton Martha. Oh, nope. Cotton? Cotton. 
Cotton. Cotton Eye Joe. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> um, spooky Hour Fun Fact. That's like literally my favorite song in the world. I can't explain how happy it makes me. Oh my God. You might hear Cotton Eye Joe jokes a lot. It's It's just a Canadian thing, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Did anyone else do square dancing in their schools? Let us know. <laughs> I, I didn't. You didn't? No. Oh, man. We had to do fucking square dancing. And it was, like, not an option. Like, you had to do it. And one year we, like, made it to, like, regionals. And we had to go to um a big, like, uh community center. You know, Iroquois? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We had, we had to go there. Uh, and we competed with, like, 50 other schools. And it was so intense. So everyone's, there's, like... There had to be a thousand kids there, and we're all, like, square dancing, <laughs> and a judge would come around and just, like, tap the teacher on the shoulder, and if you got tapped, then you were, like, out, and you were, like, what the fuck? I don't fucking know. It was the weirdest thing. It haunts my nightmares. Am I the only one who had to do square dancing in school? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Or whatever those thousand kids that were with you. Yeah, it was That's the so weirdest weird. fucking thing. I There was a lot of Shania Twain. Uh, Cotton Eye Joe was one of them. It was, yeah. Okay, sorry. We're way off. Back to yep. the Salem Witch Trial. <laughs> this is actually more frightening now. It is. <laughs> I'm having flashbacks a little bit. So Cotton Mather wrote a letter to Governor William Phipps asking the court to not allow spectral evidence. So basically he was asking that the court not to allow these visions and dreams these 12-year-olds were having um, about, like, to not be allowed as evidence. So, like, they're flailing and stuff like that. And they were hallucinating, having visions and stuff. So he was asking the court to not allow that kind of evidence, which is fair because that's literally all they had on these people. Um, but obviously the court did not listen to this request. On July 19th, Rebecca Nurse and Sarah Good were hanged along with three other people on Gallows Hill. During Sarah Good's trial, when she was asked if she was guilty or innocent, she said, and I quote, I am no more a witch than the judge was a wizard. Um, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, George Burroughs, he was a minister of Salem Village, um, from 1680 to 1683, he was accused of being the witch's ringleader by several of those 11-year-old girls. I keep going back between 11 and 12, but, like, it's the same age. Yeah. Um, he didn't even live in Salem at this point. He was arrested in Maine and brought back to Salem and was jailed until May 7th. He got moved to Boston jail on May 9th. And on August 2nd, the grand jury found George and five others guilty of witchcraft. On August 19th, George and four others were taken to Gallows Hill. Now, right before George was hanged, he cited the Lord's Prayer because apparently witches cannot recite it. He recited it perfectly. He didn't miss a word and they still hung him. Wow. Yeah. People who were watching were actually bothered by this, um, and they started to have doubts. Cotton Mather was also present during this, so he saw George recite this prayer Mm -hmm. and still got hanged. On September 22nd, eight more people who were convicted of witchcraft were hanged, including Martha Corey. Martha Corey was well-known, like a well-known member of the community, as I said earlier. However, she did not support the witch trials and said witches didn't even exist. Um, She would go around the community and pretty much, like, criticize the trials and the judges and just say it's, like, blasphemy, like, it's not a real thing. Mm -hmm. So, naturally, she was accused of being a witch by these kids. Um, She, when she was, yeah, (laughs) it's great. The the whole fucking town's run by these 11-year-old kids. Like, (laughs) literally, I can't get over it. (laughs) 
When she was arrested, she said she was innocent. And during her trial, her husband, his name was Giles, um, started that or stated that the court shouldn't be listening to the rantings from hysterical children. Uh, he's right. Fair. Yeah. yeah. Um, so obviously they also said that George was a witch um, and he was arrested. Giles refused to undergo trial and he was killed by stones. So they placed oh. him under those massive stones and they crushed him to death. And that took two days to kill him. Oh my God. That's brutal. Yeah. All because he refused to go through trial. So either you said you were a witch and you like you were jailed and you weren't killed or you denied being a witch and they killed you or you don't go through trial and they kill you so like either way they just like was this population control or something they're just like you're a witch you die you're not yeah. a witch you still die like it's just it's uh, absolutely disgusting um on october 3rd huh, october 3rd. <laughs> it's october 3rd it's october 3rd um increase mather who is cotton's father he was the president of harvard at the time and like his son he condemned the use of spectral evidence in these trials so he was a pretty influential figure at that time so him condemning this was like a huge thing um mm -hmm. on october 29th governor phipps so the guy who started this whole special court his wife got accused of witchcraft so, oh, yeah? Yeah. So, magically, Phipps decided to halt the proceedings of the special court and instead establish a superior court of judicator, um, which was not allowed to admit spectral, spectral evidence. The trials resumed in January and February of the following year. There was 56 people standing trial, but only three were convicted. But those three, along with everyone else that was left, like held in custody, was pardoned by Governor Phipps on May or in May 1693. So in the total whirlwind of this shitstorm trial, 19 people were hanged, five people died while in custody, and one was stoned to death. I think that's that's awful. I've never heard yeah. anything quite that disgusting. Yeah. So this governor who started this whole thing, his wife got accused and magically he's just like, oh my God, no, we're stopping this. You can't, you can't. Yeah, it's hypocritical. Evidence. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, so I'm just going to name the people that were killed. Um, Bridget Bishop, Rebecca Nurse, Sarah Good, Elizabeth Howe, Susanna Martin, Sarah Wilds, George Burroughs, George Jacobs Sr., Martha Carrier, John Proctor, John Williard, Martha Corey, Mary Etsy, Mary Parker, Alice Parker, Anne Podider, Wilmot Reed, Margaret Scott, Samuel Wardwell Sr., and Giles Corey. In the years after the trial, People realized how wrong and cruel this all was. So in January of 1697, the General Court of Massachusetts decided to make everyone fast for that day and contemplate the shit that they put these people through <laughs> as like a way to rem remember them. And I don't know. It's fucking ridiculous. Suffer? Yeah. I like huh. that a little bit. The same year, Samuel Seawall, he was one of the judges um, at these trials. Um, he acknowledged the error... And his error in the trial and publicly apologized. In 1702, it was declared that the Salem witch trials were unlawful. In 1706, Anne Putnam Jr., who was one of the 11-year-old kids who accused these people, um, apologized for being an accuser and playing a role in it. Um, 22 of the convicted were exonerated in 1711. But the Commonwealth, wow, well, by the Commonwealth of Massachusetts and 
paid a whole $600 to the families of the victims. <laughs> I will oh. say, though, at the time, that was, was probably, probably a like a shit ton of money, yeah. but it sounds so ign- insignificant. Like, that's not even a paycheck anymore. Like, yeah. that's fucking crazy. <laughs> um, so it wasn't um, until 1957, so a whole 265 years later, that wow. the state of Massachusetts formally apologized for the Salem Witch Trials. In 2011, the last of the remaining convicted were exonerated. It took that long? Yeah. It took that 265 years. Wow. Yep. So no one really knows why the Salem Witch Trials began. Like, were these kids just assholes? Were there really witches? Was there some type of scheme going on and, like, people were forced to be involved? Let's just, let's chat about it. Um, so there is a theory by Emily Oyster, um, who blames the Salem witch trials on, and I quote, a little ice age. So this was economic deterioration and food shortages caused by temperatures dropping because of witches, apparently. I don't know. <laughs> so population control. Yeah. So basically the environment was changing, which caused food shortages in communities. And these communities would argue with each other being like, no, this is mine. No, this is yours. This is what you owe me kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And all this jazz. So basically they had to blame someone or something. So they blamed witches or they were just extremely bored and wanted to do something. Like, who knows? Really weird. Yeah. I can't think of like, so it is possible that... um, I'm sorry, I'm horrible with names, but the person who was, like, in charge of these trials and stuff, um, it is possible that they genuinely believed in, like, witchcraft and everything, and, like, they were 100% committed to this, or, like, to me, it comes off very much population control-ish. It's like, you cross us even slightly, you're a witch and you die. Yeah. Because, just because, like... (laughs) Just, Just because we can say that. Just because. Yeah. So, another theory is mass hysteria. Ah, we love this one. Yeah, we've talked about this before, especially in, like, our Mothman episode. Mm -hmm. But basically, this community was up in arms about witches, and it created this hysteria, so everyone started to believe it, and now everyone, everyone's neighbor was a witch at one point. So that could be a valid theory, but, like, at the same time, you're like, where is this starting from, you know? Yeah. Um, There is another theory that comes from Linda Caporelli. Caporelli? Sorry, girl. (laughs) Don't know your last name. Um who is a behavioral scientist. But this theory suggests that these kids were exposed to ergot. This is a type of fungus which is found in grains. Mm. Yeah, it can cause convulsive ergotism, which displays symptoms of muscle contractions, vertigo, hallucinations, and tingling sensations. So some of it, some of the symptoms can produce what these girls were experiencing. Interesting. But there was others, like other symptoms that are associated with this um uh fungus that they didn't have like i think one of them is like your nail beds like peel off or like flake off apparently didn't have that so yeah a valid theory though so the that would mean like you know they thought they were possessed or whatever and then um they just felt pressured to pick names because they were like you tell us who's bewitching you Uh." yeah (laughs) just like that probably (laughs) and like 11 year olds are gonna say whatever yeah exactly they're children yeah Um, So the last theory, which is what I'm really leaning towards, um, is that Reverend Samuel Parris started the Salem Witch Trials for political gain. Yeah. As I stated earlier, he wasn't too fond in the community. He was extremely set in his ways, but he was starting to lose his position a little bit. Um, So the theory is that him and Thomas Putnam, whose daughter was also one of the kids who was accused 
like these innocent people of witchcraft mm-hmm. so Anne putnam um it said that they kind of like joined sides and started this as a way to climb up the political ladder um, valid so, yeah so both samuel and thomas's daughters were involved samuel's niece who lived with him was involved and um uh tituba who worked for samuel confessed to being a witch now i think that the little girls may have been told to act like this and pretend to be witched because it's like their father telling them to do so so how yeah. would 11 year old know better and for tituba she was this bastard slave so yeah what other no, choice was, was this woman say. given like she yeah, had-, you had to follow orders and if he said you know tell them you're a witch then that's actually i never thought of this theory this theory i, I agree this is probably yeah my favorite theory so far and she did survive she wasn't executed or anything like that um and she was exonerated but at the same time it's like these she was still like the catalyst for this whole thing yeah Yeah. and that i think that might have been a huge thing because like he's kind of telling her that you have to do this and she's not given any other choice yeah then it's a downward spiral from there yeah well, I don't like it. It's not nice. It's no, it's like... not. But it's because no one really knows why the Salem Witch Trial started. Like, they have no idea. There's only theories. It just theories. happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's the Salem Witch Trials. I learned so many things that I did not know. Like, I didn't know there was men killed. Yeah. That was a fun fact. Yep. <laughs> not there that was. I like killing men, but... <laughs> um, yeah, but, that, was, that was good. I know. Or they just really do believe in witches, which I don't think is a thing, but i honestly i was leaning towards that theory where they just like believe so heavily in witchcraft and stuff that they were like blind to reason but yeah uh, that last theory you gave made me change my mind a little bit you're welcome look at that we're i told you he was an asshole day. right from the beginning like, this guy's <laughs> an asshole no she texted me while she was writing her script and she's like just so you know i'm gonna fight this guy and i was like this this guy from the past <laughs> like, yeah. from the 1600s you yes. you get him danielle you get him <laughs> <laughs> let me at him <laughs> I have no idea what you're doing next week, though. I didn't um, hear any hints. I didn't really hint at this one, the next okay. episode. But I did hint at it a couple episodes ago. So I've been thrown in hints for a while, and I just haven't told anybody. So once I talk ah. about... Yeah, once you guys get the fault in the next episode, you're going to be like, oh, I know what that was from. And you're you like, wow. sneaky little devil, you. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> dang well this is i'm having fun with spooktober this is me too i like puzzles and games and spooky shit so and there's uh, you've been puzzling for weeks now and i didn't even know (laughs) (laughs) this sneaky bitch Our fellow spookies, have you ever wondered if your house is haunted? If so, it's time to say hello to Bump in the Night. This October, the Haunted Walk is inviting you to take part in a massive paranormal experiment. The Haunting at Home is an online interactive audio experience you can do right in your own house, apartment, or a creepy cabin in the woods. This ghostly adventure will challenge you to conduct a series of paranormal experiments in the dark it's a perfect night of spooky fun if you love ghost stories or enjoy the thrill of trying to contact the other side and just for our very own spookies you can receive 20 percent off if you use our code spooky hour that's right 20 percent off for you lovely spookies just go to hauntedwalk.com slash the haunting and use code spooky hour for 20 percent off happy haunting Uh, 
with that, I guess it's time to get into some uh, murder. Good old fashioned murder. But this is murder with quite possibly the biggest plot twist I have ever seen in my entire life. It's not And we know I love a good plot twist. We know I love a good plot twist. Um, So this is probably one of the craziest cases I have ever learned about. Um, There's there's so many layers to this. I can't even, like, begin to make a quick synopsis of it. It's an onion. It's an onion. I literally wrote it's an onion. Uh, I said there are so many layers in this fucked up onion. But I, uh, I tried to change that while I said it because... I didn't want to swear off the bat again, and then I did it anyways. Um, <laughs> Sorry, Dad. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. Uh, so today I'm going to tell you guys about Dee Dee and Gypsy Rose Blanchard. Blanchard? Ooh. Blanchard? I've That's never the only heard time I'm that. saying their name. Really? Uh-uh. I'm actually surprised because it's it's a big one. Um, they, um... I love I the name Dee Dee, though. Dee Dee? Uh, her name was, like, D- Deidre or I don't know her name was something else and she shortened it to Dee Dee and I thought it was really cute my sister um, used to call me Dee Dee because she couldn't pronounce Danielle that's funny <laughs> you won't like Dee Dee by the end of this though oh, I'm shit. sorry how dare um, you so this this case was pretty big both when it was happening and then it resurfaced again in uh 2019 there was a movie oh. based on it um some of you I can't remember what the movie was called, but I think it was like a Hulu exclusive type thing. Okay. Um, so it was it was pretty big last year. Um, if you also haven't heard of them, buckle on up because this shit is just, it's wild. Um, so Dee Dee Blanchard was Gypsy's mother. She gave birth to her in 1991 and the two lived with Dee Dee's parents. Um, the father was mentioned in a couple of articles, but it seems like they were not together. Okay. Um, but he was not absent so it was He's like just a part-time dad yeah that's kind of the vibe i'm getting okay um i don't want to yeah i don't want to like assume but that's the vibe i got um so she was a healthy beautiful baby girl but dd insisted something was just not right with her uh she began bringing gypsy like Rose right to from doctors. the start oh like, right from the start okay um so she began bringing oh. gypsy Okay. Did you just, did you just it clicked. what it was? It clicked, it clicked in my head. Okay. <laughs> okay. So uh, she started bringing Gypsy to doctors and hospitals, claiming that she was suffering from sleep apnea. Uh, doctors tested and tested, but the results always disputed these claims. Gypsy didn't appear to be suffering any sort of ailment. Um, after being tested by several doctors, Dee Dee did her own research and diagnosed her own daughter with a rare chromosomal disorder, which was never confirmed by doctors. Uh, when Gypsy was eight years old, she fell off a motorcycle and scraped her knees. Her mother rushed her to the hospital where she was treated for minor cuts and released, but Dee Dee insisted her daughter had had more damage done. She argued with the doctors, saying that her daughter clearly needed surgery and was physically unable to walk. Um, yeah, the doctors disagreed because they're doctors, doctors. with <laughs> x-ray machines and shit, so you could see that she was fine, but Dee Dee vowed to keep her daughter in a wheelchair until said surgery was done. Shortly after this, she diagnosed Gypsy with muscular dystrophy, again, unconfirmed by doctors. At this point, Dee Dee's parents began to question their daughter's motives and asked her to leave their home. Uh, Her and Gypsy moved into a low-income apartment using Gypsy's disability income to pay the bills. Um, I don't know how disability works. I didn't know children, like, got disability checks. But I guess it's, like, caretaker, right? Yeah, it would be a caretaker thing. But at the same time, it's, like, how is she getting these if it's not been proven by doctors i don't know well it kind of goes i kind of go into it a little bit um a lot of doctors just tried to shut her up okay and would like prescribe things okay 
Okay. Um, so it's it's documented that she has medications and such, but not that she's sick. It's okay. a little bit fucked up. <laughs> it's a lot bit fucked up. Um, so their next hospital visit went the same as the others. Dee Dee claimed that Gypsy was suffering from seizures and she had trouble seeing and hearing, but doctors couldn't find anything wrong with the young girl. Despite their better judgment, they prescribed her anti-seizure and pain medications. The cycle continued for years and Gypsy endured several tests, procedures, and even surgeries trying to find out just what was wrong with her. Doctors were never able to pinpoint anything, but the tests and medications continued to the point where Gypsy's teeth had to be removed as the side effects caused them to rot. Oh, my God. So this, yeah, this poor little girl is being just pumped with drugs. Um, in 2005, when Gypsy Rose was 14 years old, their life took quite a turn. Um, Hurricane Katrina had forced the pair from their home, and they moved to Aurora, Missouri, Um when they arrived, they became kind of like local celebrities. Um, the community kind of grew fond of them because they thought they were like heroes and champions and whatnot. Um, they saw a devoted mother who cared for her poor, sick, ailing daughter. Yeah. And the news just kind of like spread throughout the town. Like, Oh, this, this poor sob story kind of thing. And, uh, eventually uh you have so much sympathy all this poor yeah. sob story <laughs> well see because i know where it's going <laughs> no i know, I know. <laughs> um so habitat for humanity caught wind of the story and they built them their very own house equipped with a wheelchair ramp and a hot tub apparently this house was like bright pink because that was gypsy's favorite color oh my god um on top of that, Make-A-Wish Foundation reached out and sent them to Disney multiple times and got her, like, backstage passes for Miranda Lambert concerts and all this stuff. So, uh-huh. um, she she was, uh, you know, given quite a good life for a few years there. Yeah. Um, their new press attention was a blessing for Dee Dee and Gypsy because several doctors saw their faces plastered on the news and started to reach out asking if there was anything they could do for poor Gypsy free of charge. Uh, which is key in the States because they have to pay for that kind of stuff. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. I always uh, forget so, about that. I know. We're so sorry, you guys. Yeah, that sucks, <laughs> man. Um, one doctor located in Springfield, Missouri, was a pediatric neurologist and offered his services to Gypsy. He didn't know it then, but he was about to become the catalyst for one of the most twisted crimes we've seen to date. He examined Gypsy from head to toe and was baffled at his findings, or rather his lack of findings. Uh, Once again, there was nothing found to indicate any illness or disorders. She didn't have muscular dystrophy, she didn't have seizures, and she didn't have leukemia, which was another thing that her mother had recently added to the list. Oh my god. (laughs) Um, He was rather blunt with his finding, telling Dee Dee, quote, I don't see any reason why she doesn't walk. That was his diagnosis. (laughs) <laughs> i like it <laughs> yeah i like him uh Dee claimed that hurricane katrina had washed away all of their old medical records but this unnamed doctor reached out and managed to find her old files which confirmed his findings gypsy rose was a perfectly healthy young girl so there was only one thing that he believed she was suffering from munchausen syndrome by proxy this is a condition caused by abuse in which an individual forces an illness upon someone in their care and that person starts to believe it. Mm-hmm. So like a mother constantly telling her daughter she's sick and can't walk and needs a wheelchair, this daughter now believes she's sick and can't walk and yep. needs a wheelchair. You're going to hate me. The only reason why I know what that syndrome is is because I watched uh, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and everyone thought... Um, Oh my god, what's her name? Gigi Hadid's mom had oh, Munchausen. Yeah, had Munchausen, but she has Lyme disease, so it was crazy. Oh, 
Hate me, hate, just hate me for it. I don't care. Kate, here's that the show. worst part. I knew that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You can't hate me. <laughs> Um, in 2009, an anonymous report was made to authorities about Dee Dee. Uh, I'm assuming, allegedly, in quotes, heavy quotation, my opinion, is that uh, <laughs> this doctor from Springfield who looked over her um, saw that her records confirmed nothing was wrong and then proceeded to call the police. Yeah. Um, Which, as, like, a doctor, you should be doing. So good yes, on that absolutely. person. absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so this resulted in two caseworkers visiting their home, but Dee Dee convinced them there was nothing fishy going on. Um, she was actually quite a con woman. We're going to get into that a little bit more later on. As Gypsy grew older, Dee Dee would tell her to lie about her age. She even altered Gypsy's birth certificate so that she would appear as a 15-year-old, even though she was 19 at the time. So a full-grown adult. So she um, would still get those checks. Yep, absolutely. Um being an adult now, Gypsy started to become more aware of what was going on. Uh, she became more difficult for her mother to manipulate, and she had attempted to run away with a man that she met at a convention. Uh, funny, I a little that. funny note here. Um, the article I read called it a science fiction convention, so I'm pretty sure they met at Comic-Con, yeah. <laughs> which I think is adorable. I fucking love that so much. <laughs> um, so Dee Dee tracked the pair down and showed the man Gypsy's birth certificate, which made her, I think, 14 or 15 and not actually 19, and this man was said to be 23 so he was like i am not a pedophile please take your daughter i didn't know i'm sorry kind of thing yeah uh, even though she was like a full-ass adult so he uh agreed the he let them leave and uh they went back to their hotel or not their hotel sorry they went back home that night and Dee, Dee smashed all of her daughter's electronics and forbid her from contacting this or any other man ever again she also allegedly tied uh, gypsy to the bed and refused to feed her as punishment for trying to escape what the uh, fuck? So we're starting to see some cracks in this little uh, feel-good story here. Gypsy did not give up so easily, and she attempted one more escape. She knocked on her neighbor's door late one night, and they opened the door to find her standing there with no wheelchair. Just Interesting. standing. Uh, and she was begging to be taken away to the hospital and away from her mother. It's a miracle. She can walk. It's Jesus. <laughs> the, the God is good. Um, <laughs> Something so, in the water over here. Dee uh, Dee arrived shortly behind her and explained to the confused neighbors that her daughter suffered delusions from all of the medications and she was simply rambling away. I don't know how they believed that when this girl with, quote, muscular dystrophy walked to their house. It's just but, a delusion. She just magically thinks she can yeah. walk now. Like, what? Um, so this was a tactic that she used quite often. Uh, anytime Gypsy would start to speak up and say too much, Dee Dee would brush the comments off saying this she didn't know what she was saying her brain is mush she's so diseased and on so many drugs that she's just rambling so gypsy kind of started to see that pattern so when they would go to a doctor and gypsy would be like i don't feel this her mom would be like oh she's just on crack like you know what like, i mean it's like not a thing yeah so like, i guess she started to take her mother's defensiveness and piece together what her mother was doing yeah good um, for her oh god <laughs> i take it back so after this last incident, I love that you always pick a team with my stories and then I, I just do. like shit on your dreams a little bit. <laughs> I am that person. I always have to have a team. I always have to go one side or the other. I can't uh, be you're... both. I'm not a Libra. I can't do it. <laughs> Did you just use the Libra line? <laughs> I'm it's not Libra that. season, bitches. <laughs> I love that. Oh. 
So um, after this last incident, uh, Gypsy somehow gained access to a Christian dating website despite her internet banned. Uh, banned, not banned. I don't know why I said banned. <laughs> she met a man on this site named Nicholas Goge John, who is 23 years old from Wisconsin. Insert that 70s, 70s joke, joke here. <laughs> we have a theme. <laughs> He was a bit of a rough character. He had a criminal record for indecent exposure, and he had a slew of mental health issues that were documented by local police. Wait, he um, has, like, so an indecent exposure charge, and he's on a Christian dating site? Absolutely. I love that. Yes. <laughs> um, so it, I think he was more um, violent than actually, like, criminal. Like, I think he had violent outs- outbursts caused by mental health issues. So there was lots of documentation on him, okay. but not actual, like, arrested, go-to-jail crimes. I'm pretty sure you can get indecent, in- wow, indecent exposure charges, even if you, like, pee in public, so. Yeah, Carl always tells me I can't pee in the park because then I'll be put on the pedophile list. <laughs> um, but sometimes when we're on a walk, I have to pee. <laughs> I mean, true. Ridiculous, Holly. <laughs> So the two fell in love over the interwebs, and Gypsy told Nicholas her entire fucked up life story. Uh, She wanted to be saved, and he promised her that he would be the one to do that. But of course, this is the spooky hour, so we know he didn't ride up on a white horse to carry her off into the sunset. Um, The pair met up in real life, and their bond grew. They waited until Dee Dee went out on her own, which she rarely did, so this took planning. Like, she never went anywhere without Gypsy. Um, so while she was out, Nicholas came over and, uh, they did the thing in her house and afterwards began did the plotting. Thing. Are you, did the thing. Are you like 90 years old? When a boy and a girl love each other very much. Um, <laughs> uh, so, uh, right after that, they began plotting her murder as one does. I know personally, that's what I do. Um, I hope not. That'd be weird. <laughs> Uh, An article from Oxygen details all of their planning as told by Nicholas himself. Um, The pair had thought of everything from poisoning to faking a suicide, but had settled on stabbing because, quote, that was silent, as Nicholas said. Um, He continued, quote, and I told her you don't want to alert your neighbors or anything else like that. So that might be the way we have to go about it. So really, in my eyes, the way I see it, I see it as basically a conjoined decision it was really both of our decisions to use the knife really he says really a lot um i was like so these like direct quotes from him because he's like yep. like i like say this like a lot like oh, yeah God. Like, so yeah. it's um it's direct quotes from i believe his like court proceedings and all that stuff where he tells them every bit of their planning again this is on oxygen.com um it's a very thorough thing i didn't include a whole bunch of quotes but there's definitely a couple more coming and it's actually kind of disturbing like how he talks about their planning like they were gonna shoot her originally but then he's like oh the neighbors neighbors will definitely hear that um they were gonna poison her but they're like how do we find poison like what do, what do we get like he like he talks about the steps they went through to end up here that's so dark and it's like it's kind of fucked up and yeah. it, he's i i didn't listen to it i didn't listen to audio but it, it just the wording sounded so casual that it's like disturbing i don't like that um so on june 9th 2015 Dee Dee was asleep in her bed when gypsy let nicholas enter their home uh she ran and hid allegedly covering her ears the whole time while nicholas stabbed her mother to death 17 stab wounds were found on her body and she was allegedly nearly decapitated during the murder oh my god um, the same Oxygen article I read has another horrific quote from Nicholas about the incident. Quote, she ended up asking me, who are you? He says about Dee Dee. Um, he said that he told her, quote, I'm your fucking nightmare. Okay. 
very disturbing. That's really fucked up. <laughs> Happy Halloween, you guys. Um, <laughs> the two fled down, and on June 14th, five days after the murder, Gypsy Rose made a post on her Facebook page that read, quote, that bitch is dead. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. A family and friends started to panic, begging Gypsy for more answers. Um, fun fact, it was actually a joint Facebook account with her and her mother. So, oh like, the, the Facebook page, I believe, is still active and is literally called, like, DD Gypsy. That's And so the nuts. post is still up today. Oh, I'm going to look at it. So, family and friends started to panic. Uh, they were asking her for more answers. Police took this post as a clue and went to the Blanchard's residence where they found Dee Dee laying in a pool of blood. So, she had been laying there for five days before she was found. Um, when Gypsy was finally located, uh, again, police thought that she was kidnapped, similar to our, uh, werewolf story. Okay. Um, and then they were like, oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> when she was finally, it. when she was finally located, she, like, openly confessed to everything from the fake illnesses to the killer boyfriend. She just divulged it all. Um, many of Dee Dee's supporters and those mourning her death kind of turned sour after these allegations were made. They thought this woman was a saint who devoted all of her time to her dying daughter, but now she's just this like abusive monster. So it's kind of, you know, they wanted to grieve, but all of a sudden they were like, whoa. Yeah. Um, I was like, whoa. <laughs> and then I was like, whoa. Everyone's like, whoa. Whoa. <laughs> The, pu- <laughs> the public actually began to side with Gypsy despite her involvement in her mother's murder. So they um, were still very sympathetic towards her, which I, I kind of am and I kind of am not. Girl, it's just a buy a fucking thing. bus ticket and get out of there. Totally. A hundred percent. But like you have to think of like she had been abused from birth. Like her brain yeah. doesn't work the same doesn't, way it doesn't function. Does. Yeah. But at the same time, like, it's obviously very, very fucking wrong what she did. But, like, ugh, I don't know. It's a really messed up story. Um, as Gypsy's medical records documented the abuse she's been subjected to, her lawyers were actually able to arrange a plea deal for the charges she faced in Dee Dee's death. In 2016, Gypsy pled guilty to second-degree murder. She was sentenced to 10 years in prison. Um, Nicholas was found guilty of first-degree murder in 2018, and he was sentenced to life in prison. Um, Gypsy has done several interviews from behind bars where she says she's happier, healthier, and feels more free than she ever has before in her whole life. Wow. So that's, it's actually kind of sad that, that quote, because she's in jail. Yeah. And that's the happiest she's ever been. And it's just, it's sad that like, this is what she had to go through just to be able to get some freedom. (laughs) Yeah. I hope like, I, like I always say, I'm a huge fan of like rehabilitation in the prison system. So I hope this is one of those cases where I hope that she is rehabilitated because as, as guilty as she is, I don't think it's a hundred percent her fault. People might hate me for that, but like try to understand what I'm saying a little (laughs) bit. (laughs) She was not, in her right mind and she was not raised to think the way we think you know what i mean yeah and honestly the guy the like the what's his name nicholas nicholas yeah yeah he could have been better (laughs) he could have been like wow this is happening let's call the cops not let's stab her things where like they kind of like lit a match under each other's asses if that makes sense Mm -hmm. Um, they kind of instigated each other, I think. Yeah. And it just it just snowballed into this horrible, tragic fucking mess. Yeah. Um, Dee Dee absolutely should have faced charges had this come to light sooner. Like, she's absolutely wrong for what she did as well. 
but I don't think she deserved to be murdered in her sleep like that. So uh, Gypsy continues in uh, her interview saying that she's happy to be out of the abusive situation, but that she doesn't like that her mother is dead. Um, Weird statement to make, considering she's the one who arranged it. Yeah. But (laughs) so in 2019, a man watched a documentary about her and thought, damn, what a woman. So he reached out to her behind bars (laughs) and now the pair is engaged. Oh, wow. Um, Gypsy will be eligible for parole beginning in 2024. So kind of a weird, happy ending, maybe, possibly, question mark? I feel so, like, I don't know. I don't, I'm, I don't even know what side, I can't even pick a side. I'm Switzerland. Yeah, you're a Libra right now. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's just one of those cases where literally no one is correct and everyone is incorrect, but everyone's sort of different levels of incorrect. Like, it's just, it's, it's fucked up. It's one of my favorite cases ever. It's so ever, messed ever. up. Ever, ever? I, ever, ever. Ever, ever. Ever, ever. ever, ever. <laughs> oh, ever, ever. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, it's been a week, you guys. It has been a week. That's Even though it's like Monday crazy. for you. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's Spooktober special number two. Blowing my mind, girl. You're blowing my mind. This is fun. I'm enjoying this. I'm going to go find that Facebook now. You should. I'm it's up to. there. That's I mean, so I didn't creepy. confirm it myself, but the article I read said it's up there. <laughs> fact checks with holly (laughs) i'm a really good researcher (laughs) but yeah like we said we have way more coming for you this wonderful spooky month we're not done yet nope and we're so pumped i'm so ready i'm so excited i am so ready we have uh, man i wish we could tell you guys what's going on right now i don't know if we're gonna drop it today or next week i don't know i'm gonna drop some shit we're just gonna Keep your ears peeled. I was going to say eyes peeled, but you can't see us. Keep your ears peeled. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of makes sense in a way. Um, but if you want to come and guess our next episode, that's kind of fun. Yes. That was a fun game. Please um, do that. We did get some good guesses on uh, Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, none of them were correct, but you guys gave me ideas for like future episodes, so thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, and my hint, was, I think it was four or five episodes ago. Three or oh, four. Oh, jeez. Nope. It'll be three or four episodes ago. Everybody just re-listen to everything from the last month or two and see if you can figure out what Danielle's doing because I can't figure it out. (laughs) (laughs) But you can come try to guess it and I can play my games with you. It's great. Um, We have... (laughs) You want to play a game? You want to play a game? (laughs) It's fucking spooky season, you guys. Of course, it's going to... Let's play a game. Um we have instagram at a spooky hour podcast you can find us on twitter at spooky hour and you can find us on gmail at the spooky hour podcast 666 at gmail.com i don't know how you, you find, us find us on us the gmail i act like it's a social media on the gmail the gmails, the gmails. <laughs> but we're there you want to find us there though because we are going to be dropping a spooky tales this month we're not telling you when but we want to tell you that it's coming this month so yeah. that you can get your stories in before it's too late yeah Dun, dun, dun. so excited so there's gonna be a spooktober spooky tale special i don't know why i tried to say that with the lisp that i have <laughs> <laughs> too many s's <laughs> but yeah if you want to be included in this very spooky month make sure you get your spooky tales in asap because it's coming yeah and that's it man that's it and we hope you guys have a good week happy october yeah stay, stay spooky. spooky oh look at that are you at the same time yeah we killed it <laughs> <laughs>